dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. Welcome to a brand new Imperial Set podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me, as always, is my beloved co-host, Nikki Kumar. How's it going, Nikki? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm surviving, maybe not quite thriving, but <laughs> we're making it through. Uh, how about you? Yeah, we're at a weird sort of crux in time where the lockdown is changing. So like beforehand we had all these like this months of being able to do the live shows and stuff. And now we're in a weird flux where some things are opening. Um, mm-hmm. For example, Sadie Claire can't be with us today because um, she's a bloody superhero key worker. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can, by the way, listeners uh, tweet her or email the pod account. with some thank you to Claire because she's on another level. We love her. Um, so yeah, like we we're not doing the live shows anymore, so we're in a weird place where we're not exactly free up in time, but at the same mm-hmm. time we still are. I know, like we're both going to be at home for a, a while still. Um, the world should be at home, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like my store is open. I I got in the lottery of not being not coming back for the initial phase. So yeah, like in another in another reality i i could be at a mall right now which is less than could exciting. you imagine could you imagine dying because you wanted to buy a bionicle mm, especially no because we don't sell those anymore <laughs> I, thought they rebo- I thought they rebooted them like not long ago <laughs> no we don't we don't have it unfortunately people still ask about it but no i think, so I, think the reboot like 20- failed. I don't know i thought i thought they ended in like 2016 or something 2017. Oh. Um, yeah, they, they definitely ended, and then I mm-hmm. thought they were going to reboot them or something. But maybe I'm um, no, at least not not while I've been there. Okay, then then you can just uh, <laughs> die trying to pick up a <laughs> X wing. Any any other thing? Yeah, it's like <laughs> no, yeah, my, they they told me that um there was a line outside the store all day, and they oh, and they made they made like solid sales for like the shortened hours. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The but I mean, everyone just uh, decided it's fine. So here we are. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we still haven't even had a, any word from celebration, which is a bit ridiculous, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the rates that California is going up by because. Um. Putting a lot of people into one room. Not a great idea. Yeah, just, just you know. Yeah, not, not a winning strategy. Yeah. However, uh, while we may not have Claire this week, we do have a guest. He's a writer for Comic Book Resources and But Why Do Pod, and also co-hosts an amazing podcast. It's called Into the Spidercast. It's Collier Jennings, a.k.a. CJ. How you doing, mate? I am doing uh, relatively fine. I'm safe. I'm healthy. A little bit stressed out at the current state of the world. Who isn't? But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome welcome. to have you on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I love having uh, different guests on and stuff. And sometimes the world is a bit of a shitty place. But I'm glad to have you on, and I'm glad to talk about some Star Wars stuff. So am I. 
I've always loved Star Wars <laughs> since I was a tiny, tiny little kid. And my dad introduced me to the original trilogy. So, yeah, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Sorry, Nikki, I, I cut in. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Uh, CJ, what was it? do you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about some of your like favorite things about Star Wars first? Okay, what I like is that George Lucas and the other filmmakers who followed were not afraid to wear their influences on their sleeve, particularly when it came to like uh, sci-fi series like Flash Gordon and, of course, the works of Akira Kurosawa. I love how Kurosawa has permeated all forms of Star Wars, from the television shows to the films to even a little bit of the video games mm. that you see uh what's it called and especially with the force awakens where uh star killer is essentially a rodin or a masterless samurai so there was that um absolutely I also, yeah i also love the idea of the ragtag families like their general families that form you know you have han luke and leia and then you have Fan Ray and Poe. And then in Rebels, you had the crew of the Ghost. And even in The Mandalorian, which is hilarious because we all thought it was going to be about <laughs> the grizzled, badass bounty hunter. And it's just really about a very tired single dad just trying to do his best. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos on you, John Favreau. That's, that's one of the absolutely one of the best bait and switches it's like yeah yeah it's going to be the, it's for all the cool dudes who want to get all the armor and it's all mm-hmm. awesome. It's like Get that baby yeah, Yoda another, merch, that another, baby Yoda. Uh, samurai influence because it pulls a lot from Lone Wolf and Cub. I don't know if you guys have read mm-hmm. that or read the manga or watched the anime, but that is just a really great uh, anime manga series. I'm glad that Favreau pulled elements from it while developing the series. So yeah, see, uh, the Japanese film and culture is de- definitely intertwined with Star Wars. They're just one of the things I love about it because I've always been interested in Japanese culture. So, yeah, there's that. And uh, what's it called? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I also love that some people can, you know, take elements and tell their own stories. Like, you know, Dave Filoni took the prequel era, which was more or less maligned and gave us Clone Wars and it was brilliant. So yeah, that's what I love about Star Wars. All the things I love about Star Wars. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're going to get, we're going to sort of talk about some news in a moment. We've got, we've been in that, even though it's been pretty weird recently, uh, I know like news wise, we haven't had that much news, but we've collated a little bit of news to talk about. Um, as we, like we said, get, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think like just the way I guess like I guess the big sort of thing I think a reason why we've been uh I sort of staying back for a little bit is obviously we've had this like momentous um you know movement throughout the world especially in America but throughout the world too of the you know the Black Lives Matter and um I think it's it's. I think just on behalf of the show, I think it's. Uh, it's both like absolutely terrible that this movement has to be happening. Like it's it's horrendous and horrific that the abuses and atrocities that are happening are are still happening, and it's it's horrific. But also, this movement has been like incredibly inspiring, and 
I know the three of us hosts at uh, at the Imperial Senate have just really taken a lot of um, inspiration from some of the great voices in the community, the diverse voices, and um, yeah, we just just as a show, we want to you know give our support to it, keep doing um, what we can, keep promoting as many voices and causes as we can, and and hopefully you know that's. That that's how we that's how we help fix all these things. So that's that's sort of of course the big the big reason why it's it's hard to be talking about Star Wars. Also, equally important because you know I, I always feel like Star Wars has has trained us to fight this fight where um, you know you you act with compassion and bravery and and act against injustice. So I think well we're. The Imperial Senate as a show, it's you know, kind of look forward to doing can supporting black voices and voices of color and whatnot. So I guess that's the that's the big banner right now that we that we should be flying. Yeah, and we just want to reiterate this isn't uh, something we're just gonna say and then ignore. Um this is a from now on. Um putting our foot down and basically using, I mean, cause I mean like saying this is the bare minimum, quite frankly, and we're, we're going to do our best from now on to help promote voices and share information and key information for, uh, for different protests, for petitions, raising donations. Uh, yesterday, me and Nikki were, uh, were, were proud to be part of the live stream uh, that Castle Run transmissions did, where they raised two thousand dollars for people that have been um, hurt, families that have been hurt by police brutality, had their children or loved ones uh, killed by the police, and we are here to help. We're here to push, use our voices and our privilege. Um, so yeah, keep pushing, and we're just so. It's just it's just a horrible thing to sort of you know it's a whole horrible thing. Um, CJ, you did a really incredible episode of our friend Suara um, on your podcast, Into the Spidercast, where you talked about this, and um, I recommend all the listeners go check out that podcast immediately. Just go on, subscribe to it, follow them on Twitter, um, you, and also in the notes you have a, an amazing array of uh, links and notifications to some great websites and resources. Yes, we I, I we definitely felt like we had to talk about it. Me especially being a black man in America, because this definitely affected me, and I definitely did want to talk about how, what what to do, and what we need to change. Because things have got to change. The shit just can't go on anymore, and it it, it has mm-hmm. to change. And like Nito said, I feel like stories like Star Wars also help us and uh i definitely felt my heart swell up with pride when i saw john boyega make his impassioned speech because he really spoke to a lot of what i was feeling and it just really really stuck with me and yeah definitely want to use what platform i have to push to get these issues out there and talk about it and i appreciate that you guys are also using your platform to talk about because Talking about it is a very big step. I mean, talking about it, kind of talking about this rather than sweeping under the rug leads to solutions, and I definitely feel like that's needed, especially at this juncture. 
because again, some some things have to change. For sure, and even in terms of like when news item comes out and um, they release, perhaps like they've announced the director for a project or a um, a write like the writing crew or the behind the scenes, we need to use our voices to sort of push and reiterate the fact that we can't just keep hiring white people. Um, just in general as well, like you can't have an ecosystem of just one particular point of view. Even if those white people have different experiences, it's like that's not respect. Like, there's so many amazing storytellers out there, um, mm-hmm. black storytellers who like utilize like they're there. Like, you can't just ignore people now. You can't just like we have to keep pushing for change. And I know that we're gonna. Uh, we talked about this, and we're definitely going to um exactly. That that's why I definitely uh. Loved the Mandalorian because you had this different stewing pot of voices. Like, you know, you had Deborah Chow and Rick Famuia and Bryce Dallas Howards and Taika Waititi. You had all these different voices, you know, contributing to this story. And I feel like it kind of made it really unique. And again, different people will bring different experiences. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And as a story, as a as as a writer myself, I would love to write something in the Star Wars universe, big, small, comic, film, TV. I don't care. I would love to get that cracked. So, but yeah, things have to change so that myself and other storytellers can get our f- foots in the door. We have to make that happen. Mm-hmm. CG for Star Wars is the hashtag <laughs> we're going to start trending. I would love to write a Mandalorian comic or, you know, just, you know, kind of pick up and see in the aftermath of Rise of Skywalker. I have just like, or see what happened with Luke in between the original sequel. I have so many ideas. I, 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 yeah, I have so many ideas. And God Exactly. Yeah. We need to get those ideas and make it happen because um, I'd love to read that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also want to reiterate as well and um, sort of talk about it. it's being Pride Month. Um, we have a lot of amazing LGBTQ plus listeners. Uh, we want to let you know that we love you, we respect you, and you know we we like flying that flag too. Um, especially our trans listeners. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know that even though we're a Star Wars podcast, we regularly divert into some weird Harry Potter talk, um, just because you know me, Nikki, and Claire from a, are a certain age, and we grew up with those. Uh, those books and those films. Um, I, but I feel like we can all basically just say fuck JK Rowling. Um, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like anyone else would be like, yeah, we need to talk about this. Here. No, fuck, fuck that. We like trans people, trans women are women and trans men are men. There Period. is no, but if there's no, but if, okay, that's the facts. Them's the facts. Exactly. That's and to dehumanize them just because it makes you feel uncomfortable or you can't wrap your head around the fact that gender is this fluid thing is just not cool at all. And Absolutely. what's especially messed up is that a lot of people have pointed out that the character Rita Skeeter, the journalist who more or less went out to ruin Harry's life, is apparently a caricature of a trans woman. She turns into a beetle to spy on people she pressed predatory around children and i'm reading that i was just like oh jesus christ how did i not see this before 
But yeah, seeing as adults just oh my god, that's messed up. Yeah, retrospectively, there's a lot of that in Harry Potter. Uh, I think. Don't um, get me started on the house elves because oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gringotts, that is um absolutely that's that's a certain. I'm sure she isn't saying anything <laughs> with that. Um, but yeah, no, we just want to reiterate the fact that obviously we support and love our trans community and um, we'll keep uh, fighting for you as well. We're going to put some resources out on our show notes. Um, and yeah, the idea that the whole argue, counter-argument and the whole ridiculousness and like the idea that if you menstruate, you're a woman is stupid. <laughs> There are plenty of women who don't uh, have the same uh, body functions as what apparently you have to be to be a woman. Um, so dying that they're women is a whole big thing. Ridiculous. The whole sharing a bathroom. Mm-hmm. I've been to a gay club. I went to a shared bathroom. Do you know what I did? I went to the toilet. That was <laughs> it. Yeah. I think like the thing for me is it's like it's it's such a it's such a like stupid hill to like have mm. have like planted your flag and and it, like that's that's the weirdest thing too if like you know you see this this lady who just can't get out of her own head and her own point of view and she just digs and digs and digs deeper and deeper and it's like what what are you doing like it's it's just it's baffling to watch and and like these are these are conversations that like society has to have like with understanding and compassion and stuff and like mm-hmm. you know it's and to be to be her and to be opposing and uh, to have this massive platform and to be opposing conversation in in such her like like stubborn way i think is is probably what like um what made so many people like initially so against it, and when it first started popping up, but then this like yeah. this latest this latest is just like <laughs> it's like okay yeah this is this is not happening this is this is this lady is lost. <laughs> and I feel like as well, like you said, it's about us as a society. It's like one yeah empathy just for just for people in general. Mm-hmm. Does it affect your life? Not really. Not mm-hmm. at all. If someone's happy and comfortable. Let them live. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, what does that affect you whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's the amount of people just coming up. And, and again, like I said, we have about us speaking out against these things. Like, Warner Brothers released a statement the other day, which was, I might, they might as well just done a shit and took a picture of it and posted it because it, it, it's that's as much as worth as that statement was. There was nothing, it was, we support people. It's like, well, fire her then. What are you talking about? God forbid we lose the screenwriter for the crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a thing. I think the best response to this whole rallying controversy came from Nicole Mames, who plays a dream on Supergirl. If you guys watch it or don't watch it, yeah. She wrote an essay for Variety, and she pretty much said, 
about Rowling. She is, I think, attempting to look at this in a very one-sided, absolute way, and you can't look at sex and gender in terms of absolutes. It's like, yes, exactly. Exactly. It's not absolute. It's not an absolute. I mean, look at it that way. I think a lot of people look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Open up your perspective is all I'm asking. Exactly. Which you'd think the author of Harry Potter would know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The it's... lady really wrote the yeah. wizard Hitler, and she is calling this crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean the the wizard Hitler who literally could not understand a certain love? <laughs> so she, it's like he ignores everything to, to understand it. Yeah, exactly. It's just... Absolutely ridiculous, and so we just want to say we love all our listeners, and um, yeah, happy Pride Month. Um, hope you're okay. Uh, of course, we've got our Discord community, and um, we've got a lot of uh, LGBTQ plus listeners in there, and it's just fun to see everyone sort of have fun, and you know, there's no douchebags. <laughs> all good. <laughs> so let's just dive into the uh, the main show. Uh, let's start off with some of the the news elements. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge started last week uh, with two episodes uh, for the premiere. I was lucky enough to write a review for it um, for But Wider, uh, where I gave it a 9.5 out of 10 because it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I have to ask, what what lost the 0.5 for you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> So the thing was, uh, there were no adults involved. <laughs> the point five is, I, I did not get to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love this show. I, I've watched it. I watched it by myself, and then uh, last night, I um I have this like weekly Zoom party that I do with some friends out of state, and um we sat we we watched it also, and it was. It was fun, and I love I love uh, the three the little the three sort of core group of um, Keller and Beck and eighty three and uh, LX R five I believe they're they're just a great like new like uh, entries into this Star Wars family that we that we all love. So shout out to them, shout out to Ahmed Best for for everything he's put into it, and and everyone else. It's it's really delightful, and if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. I have not seen it, but I definitely want to because I love the obstacle course shows. Mm-hmm. Like that more importantly, I am happy that Ahmed Best gets to you know play another role in the Star Wars universe because after all the crap the guy got as Jar Jar, he definitely deserves a second chance, and I'm happy he's getting it. Yeah, something I really love about it too is how much control he's had of like developing this character and, and how he, I think he said he like even worked with sort of like the story group in in defining certain aspects of, of this, this new, um, you know, Jedi master. And like my, my next thing is like, I, I can't wait. I hope we like see him in a comic or, mm-hmm. you know, just get him cross media because that's, that's like the rite of passage for a Star Wars character. <laughs> Um, and it'd be so awesome. It would. It really would. I'd be happy. I also love, I think he mentioned in the StarWars.com interview where he said that, um, his character from Attack of the Clones, uh, 
I think it's Ahmed uh, Beck, right? Is that mm-hmm. the name of the character? Um, I believe so. He's, his character from the cantina in episode two is a distant cousin <laughs> of Kevin yeah. Beck. And so, like, the idea of, yes, obviously having uh, Master Beck in another form of media, whether that be a video game or a film or TV, like, I'd love to see, like, a prequel show with him in. But the idea of of there being, a, like, an adventure where he has to hang out with his uh, not-so-clean-cut cousin... <laughs> the idea of not just having one show of Armored Best, but two a show with two Armored Bests yeah. <laughs> seems like the ultimate game. And I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from being too detailed to give CJ a chance to watch it, but there are some there's some surprise features <laughs> that are just so hilarious in this show. Uh, and uh certain certain people you may you may recognize that uh pop up and it's 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 really it just makes it, you know, a delightful watch. Now I have to see it. Yep, there yes. you go. It's one of those things where it's like, this didn't happen. Oh, it did. This is cool. Like you said, like, these, I think we all grew up with these, like, game shows in the 90s where, isn't there, like, I know in the US you had, uh, is it Legend of the Hidden Temple? Yes. Yeah, Secrets of it? Something that's like that, that yeah. Secrets. That's what that reminds me of. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All Wars flavor. Yeah, that's like the in the US you had that, and like over here we had like stuff like Jungle Run, uh, which mm-hmm. is like a really awesome like sort of the same sort of thing where you go for the different challenges. But actually, what I found the most commendable about it is that it keeps that energy from those old game shows. It doesn't not feel like a game show, but actually yeah. also it feels like a it feels part of the canon. Like there's not one moment where you're like, this is like them being like, let's just do a game show with Star Wars flourish. It's let's do a Star Wars <laughs> adventure that right. just happens to be a game show. Yeah, and like something that's also like amazingly surreal about it is like watching the credits and it's like visual effects done by Industrial Light and Magic. <laughs> it's like there's someone at ILM like working on this little YouTube show, and it's 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 amazing that it's given that um, level of attention and and detail. And one of my favorite, I don't know if you guys listen to Comedy Bang Bang, but um, I love that show. Um, one of my favorite comedians of the last few years that I discovered was Mary Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing that, not only was she going to be in this, which had me excited anyway, she is hilarious. Yeah. LD3. And also, knowing that, I read the uh, Star Wars.com interview that she's a big Star Wars fan as well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. her, her and Ahmed's chemistry from the get-go is top tier and mm-hmm. i feel like something that excites me is that there's going to be kids watching this and their characters will be those two and mm-hmm. that's just awesome yeah it's 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 a great it's just all around a great um addition to to star wars so congratulations to all involved because we we, we can't see we can't wait to see uh what what is in store for it yeah, absolutely. And CJ, you, you let us know what you think because um, I'm interested to see. Yeah, we'll catch oh, up yeah, with you. Definitely, or definitely let you guys know what I think. Uh, secondly, this week we uh, got confirmation something that we expected a while ago, but um, I think we expected it because we expected it a while ago and there was no word on it. We just assumed it wasn't going to happen, and mm-hmm. that was the uh, the second uh, fact pov. <laughs> <laughs> as, the twi- as the tweets Twitter score, uh, which is a, from a certain point of view, uh, 40 stories for the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. Um, 
of course, for the first book, which I still haven't read because I'm way behind, as always, with books. Um, I'm sorry, Nikki. <laughs> so I'll find. <laughs> uh, obviously, like, yeah, we get 40 different authors, um, a, a very diverse range of authors, which is always, always good to see. Um, telling 40 different stories for different characters in that particular film. For example, in episode A New Hope, we had uh, Yoda, which is interesting because he wasn't in the film, but it like, ties into that storyline. Uh, the Aliens in the Cantina, all that jazz. So, are we excited about this one? Definitely. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, because I had read the Alan's some stories from the first one, and it was pretty actually pretty good, so I'm really eager to see who they get for uh, this one and how they flesh out Empire. Mm-hmm. Well, here's one question. Uh, CJ, you can go first. Which character are you most excited to see there be a story about from Empire? Bosk. Ooh, good one. <laughs> yeah, so let's give us... A, I've always wondered... Is there a story about the uh, about the Valley Hunters, Bosk, Dengar, IG88? Let's hear their stories. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's like, oh, Boba Fett's so cool. I'm just like, what about these guys? You got a big ass lizard man. What is his story? <laughs> yeah, it's like he's just ignored for the rest of the film. Exactly. What are my favorite like... Bosk a Star Wars story. <laughs> what oh, we'll make this happen. We've got to make this Bosque happen. Bosk. I remember I watched Empire again recently and I just I forgot about the scene with the bounty hunters. Vader gives this elaborate plan, he's like, You must find the Millennium Falcon, blah 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 blah. And then immediately afterwards and the Imperial's like, We found it <laughs> 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 Do you think they're like what a waste of my time? It also makes you wonder how like like Boba's the only one? Like what what are the rest of them doing? Like like I'd love a story of like yeah, Bosk or Dengar being like, okay, got in my ship. I'm gonna track these guys down. Ooh, a Burger King. <laughs> like, Burger. like just getting distracted or something. Like, what what stopped them from from tracking the Millennium Falcon if it was right in front of them the whole time anyway? Oh my god. Delicious, uh, yeah. On the Burger King store. Bounty Hunters is who I would like to hear a story about, as well as um. What about um? What about you guys? What about you, Nikki? Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to throw a couple out here just because I need them both. And the first one is I want the, the lead X-Wing pilot who is taking the first transport out, going head-on into a Star Destroyer, and it's just like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> like, this, this better work, this better work, and then as soon as it works, being like, oh, thank God. I'd love to, I'd just love to see that story. And then the other one is, uh, my favorite story in the first, uh, from a certain point of view is the one from the perspective of R5, the, uh, the bad motivated droid. Um, and, and I love that one cause it totally, uh, gives him like new context, but then also adds so much to R2. And I think for Empire, I would love a chapter from R2's perspective on Dagobah reconciling the fact that he'd already been there. <laughs> And like, and just being like, man, this is weird, but I, I guess I gotta be, I gotta be chill and like, just let Luke figure this out. Um, I'd love that. So yeah, those are my two. Good choice. I think for me, uh, 
the main one, of course, I think that I haven't read the first book, but I know there's a Qui-Gon story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see that continued, like another Qui-Gon tale in Empire, maybe. Like that boy is our last hope. No, there isn't. There isn't another. And he's like, who is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, if we're picking obscure characters, I'd love to hear a point of view story from the stormtrooper that shot Freepio. Oh yeah. But like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to like get pick up all the pieces, throw it, sell it to the Orgnauts, get like a few credits. I'd love to know why Ooh, he was so mad. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't, yeah, the Ugnots would also be a fun story, just like how they... <laughs> what they're doing. Especially, they the one, especially the one who throws the basket at Chew, Chewie. <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to know, like, how bad his week was leading up to that, that he just, <laughs> like, couldn't handle it anymore and just threw a basket. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine him getting, you know, going to, like, the bar in Cloud City. Oh, my my week was a pace. Oh, you think your week was a pace? Try and get picked up and chucked by a freaking Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the other, like, amazing thing about um, the way this book works is, like, the, the stories can be anywhere from immensely, like, spiritual. Like, the Qui-Gon one, like, that one is, that's some, like, real shit. And they can be that serious, and then they can also be just entirely silly. And it's it's... It's one. Of, it's like the great um, spectrum of of these kind of books, and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome to be able to get that for Empire. I also think that kind of uh, encompasses Star Wars as a whole. There's some really mm-hmm. good, deep spiritual bits, and then there's just some absolutely funny stuff. <laughs> right. I was exactly. rewatching Empire, and the bit yo with Yoda dicking around with Luke and R two is just hilarious to watch. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing that people don't... Everyone always talks about Empire Bay in the darkest, the most gloomiest sequel. But actually, it's it might be the funniest script. Mm-hmm. There's, There's a lot of comedy stuff, especially where uh, Yoda and 3PO are concerned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, 3PO, I think, like, 3PO's top tier are Empire, Attack of the Clones, because I'm, I'm just... A, I love those bad puns. You know me, I'm a bad pun guy. And... Episode 9. Episode 9 is a good one for Freepio as well. Yeah. And I, I love even the, the gag. It's almost like a gag with how the Falcon doesn't work oh, throughout so like, the whole thing. And like, yeah, it, it serves the plot, but it's also just like continually funny. And yeah, just the, the, the tools falling on Han always got me. So yeah, there's a lot of like just great comedy in that movie. And I feel like as well, like, Something that uh, the FAC POV books do, which are great, are just short stories in general. Like I feel like they're really great exercises for not only for writers, but they're pretty great storytelling opportunities because you have to put a certain amount of detail and stuff into the, a short amount of space. And so mm. quite often they end up being more interesting than long-form novels. Like It reminds mm-hmm. me of the uh, James Bond um like after Ian Fleming didn't want to write long form novels, he wrote these like really short stories, which actually did a, quite a lot for the character and actually made him like pushed him a bit more into um in his writing. I feel like yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's yeah, just the fact that you can make it these little snapshots just allows for you know a lot you know, ways to um you know flex muscles that you may not have 
in a you know long form novel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The short stories are definitely an interesting writing experience because you you know you only have so many pages and you gotta make an impact or at least you know try and be creative about it. I'm definitely intrigued, especially since Empire remains to stay my favorite Star Wars movies, so I'm definitely interested to see who they get, because they got a lot of great writers on the first one. You had uh, Paul Lee, mm-hmm. who wrote on Batman the Animated Series, wrote a Boba Fett story, and Will Wheaton, yes, that Will Wheaton wrote a Star Wars, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see who they get for this one. Is there a list of writers? I'm sure there might. I, think I don't it's... know if they released the full, the full uh, roster. They released the full list on Monday. There we go. Also, I think someone's come up with. I think some people have put a list because I know some writers have spoken out about like, oh, I'm doing this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so we've got confirmation that Charles Saul isn't doing one. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can't blame him, he's busy. <laughs> if everything yeah. else is right. The guy's pretty busy. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure there is a list somewhere, but like I said, I think Monday might be the official list, so, um, all is good. Maybe we'll get a Dex, Dex's Diner, set an Empire story. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty great. A, a cool, um, uh, addition uh, that I saw is that uh, Amy Radcliffe is, is writing one of the stories Ooh. for um, oh, the book. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I we think she said, she said on Twitter it was uh, like her debut in fiction. So that's very exciting for her. That's awesome. Oh, look, Karen Strong is writing uh, the book. Who else have we got? Um, Elizabeth Schaefer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I awesome. think um, there's going to be a Lucasfilm publishing panel at the uh, the virtual Comic Con that's going to happen. So I, I I expect if we haven't heard, um, you know, since until then that would be the, that'd be the spot. Absolutely. Oh, Gary Witt is writing one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will be interesting um, seeing if there's any Rogue One connections to that um, that might be cool um, yeah I saw you posted a photo of the Echo Base hangar so hmm. it looks like you may be doing that the pilot, pilot oh, the stuff. pilot cool that or General Ray Keen mm-hmm. let's see how that goes um, well yeah that's uh, speaking of pilots <gasps> <gasps> a new Star Wars game has just been announced uh, well I say announced it was leaked <laughs> <laughs> and then they announced it. Um, well, yeah, it depends. It, it may have got leaked a little bit earlier, but they were going to announce it anyway, or they might have... I think it, I feel like it's the latter. I feel like it leaked in terms of the Xbox store, but it was going to be announced that day anyway, because I, from my point of view, like I've had, I've, I've talked about this game for a while behind the scenes um, with certain people, and this has been... This has been in the works for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. And that is Star Wars Squadrons, which looks to be a Starfire-based game, along sort of a basic like a modern adaptation of the X-Wing Rogue Squadron sort of games. So are we excited about this? Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, this, yeah. 
this is the game I've been waiting for uh, since a um, since the EA deal, sort of the the rejuvenation of Star Wars video games started. Um, and it's it's been nice having you know a, a significant element of the Battlefront games being you know a Starfighter um, battle scenario, but a game fully sort of dedicated to that is it it gets me gets me where I live. I'm so re- so ready for it. I was a huge fan of uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron and Nintendo 64 version. I also mm-hmm. read the X-Wing Rogue Squadron books in the old expanded universe. So the idea of getting to be a Starfire pilot is really freaking awesome. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. And I'm interested to see what Squadrons does with this concept, especially with the new generation console. Yeah, absolutely, and I feel like there's a lot of Battlefront 2 um, connections to this game. Um, uh, this might not be true, but from what I heard, um, it looks like Motive Studios, who were the ones who were behind the uh, the sort of the Starfighter mode for Battlefront 2, the much improved version, like the one from uh, Battlefront 1, I think, was was Dice, but the second for the second game, it was Motive Studios. They're the ones behind this, and. Um, I've also seen some hints that Mitch Dyer may have been the one who wrote for this game. He wrote the amazing, uh, or co-wrote the amazing story for Battlefront 2. So I'm really interested to see where this goes. Like you guys, I love the, uh, I love the Starfighters and I love playing that Starfighter mode. I love the old games. I love the prequel ones as well, the, the Jedi Starfighter mm-hmm. uh, and Starfire as well. So I'm really excited about where this goes. Um, I know there's a lot of people complaining about the, the eras. And it being another Imperial-focused uh, game. But I'm hoping we get to see more expansive uh, starships and stuff involved. Because, one, yes, it's awesome to go back to that sort of style of game, like the Rogue Squadron. But to have the introduction of new canon elements, the fact that we might be able to see maybe Hera Syndulla and the Ghost from Rebels. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Imagine if you get to play as Hera. Oh, that'd be awesome! <laughs> I die of happiness. Yep. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to be an X-wing pilot, and then you just hear from like the communications, just being like, "Carabest, we've got to get <laughs> get them out of here." Like that's the thing I want. I want that sort of cool canon details. Um, mm-hmm. Shara Bay, obviously the amazing A-wing pilot, who is uh, Poe Dameron's mummy. Um, that'd be cool to play as her. I feel like. Uh, um. Bang Krell from Lost Stars. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. There's just so many characters you can pull from comics and shows and novels. So yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, and uh, Alphabet Squadron can't forget. You oh, know, snap. That's right. That's amazing. Right. Yeah, amazing characters through through that. So so yeah, it's it's really exciting and yeah, a lot of I know like just being online and seeing fellow. Uh, Starfighter junkies and pilot junkies and <laughs> you know, Starfighter lovers just freaking out is it's it's awesome. I, I'm I'm very excited and I like I think the the sort of vibe right now, I guess we'll find out soon, but it appears like it's gonna be like more multiplayer heavy as opposed to um like a like a narrative. And I know I know that isn't a um you know everyone's forte but i think i'm really excited for the way you can sort of keep updating a multiplayer heavy game and you know adding um new elements and new ships and stuff so 
hopefully it sort of helps the longevity and and whatever story mode campaign we do get is is you know just as good to to sort of learn the ropes for the the multiplayer portion absolutely and i mean just starfighters are the, star wars is the best game for these sort of things like to have the starfighters and i have to say kudos to the marketing team because the uh the posters with the x-wing and the tie fighter with the the caption uh pilots wanted is so mm-hmm. simplistic but so good it really yeah. does a great job yeah it's like it's a great uh tagline like rallying call it's it yeah it's it's winning winning on all fronts it's so cool the art looks amazing for it the art for the main poster as well like it hit me the other day when i saw it for the first time it's like this is so cool. It looks like a classic Star Wars game. Like the, the mm-hmm. art style it reminds me of the good old days. And in the top right corner, I was like, oh, "That's a Rogue One tie drop ship. This is mm-hmm. new canon as well." <laughs> just like, yeah, just like the um, the like MC seventy five like Radis or uh, what's it called Profundity uh, cruiser is on yes. that art as well. So yeah, that's that's pretty dope. And I'm I'm really excited to see how many. How many elements they throw in here? Because yeah, like it's been so long since a since a uh, Rogue Squadron game, of course, and the the Starfighter Assault didn't really add in every element that that could have been added. So it's uh it's really exciting. I'm I'm very I'm very excited for all of this. <laughs> oh, and especially that that um, story level from um I think it's I think it was from. Battlefront 2 with the the Starfighters shooting the TIE Fighters. That's what I want to see. I want to see like M1 Starfighters taking on Imperial TIE Fighters and like, a, like I don't want it to be a complete mix match but I want there to be the ability to play different Starfighters for different mm-hmm. eras. Um, V-Wings are beautiful. <laughs> I love my V-Wings. The winning, yeah, the winning thing for me would be for the multiplayer portion to like have a customizable like personal ship and Ooh. and a pilot maybe like you can customize the helmet or the, how the pilot looks i'd love like that is exactly what i would live for and just yeah the idea of getting to do like a custom paint scheme on your x-wing like this this is that's next level stuff well now you're getting my hopes up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's probably best to limit, <laughs> you know, limit expectations sometimes with a EA. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 what we do. It's what Star Wars fans do. We get giddy about the dumb stuff. So let's let's just let it let it free. How would we? How, okay, here's a question for you. So I'm talking about simply the rebellion. Because I put a post about this the other day, and it was a controversial post. Apparently, um, it was so controversial. Apparently, I, I was like, "Is this how I get cancelled?" <laughs> um, and that was best Starfire. CJ, what do you think? Rebellion Starfire, which is the best Starfire? A wing. A wing. Thank you. A wings are great. Nikki. Um, X-Wing all day for me good choice as well can we all confirm that B-Wings are the worst (laughs) B-Wings seem so unwieldy thank you like like, the fact that Hera is pretty much the only one you see flying when she speaks 
volumes, like... <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like, she's... Of course she's great here, because she's a goddess. Like, mm-hmm. I would not want to fly that thing. Like, it seems just too... I, I don't trust myself. I won't even trust Hon <laughs> with it, to be honest. It yeah, just seems, it's, yeah. It's certainly... I, I got respect for it. But, mm-hmm. but uh, and I love Quarry. Quarry's Quarry all day, every day. But, um, yeah, B, B sits at the bottom of my, my little ranking, that's for sure. And then, okay. then the U Wing is its own separate god tier. Thank you. Of, uh, the minivan of, of the rebellion. Because that was a controversial, uh, I think it read popped up and debated the whole, the whole U Wing of it all. And I was like, look, it's a dropship. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. count. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, um, but yeah, I think we're all excited for that. Um, again, like you said, Nikki, like I'm excited to see if there is some customization of it because I remember liking the some of the customization for Battlefront One, not as much as it went through because that was the point where like people were just going crazy with it. But I feel like this better suits a Starfighter game where you can change up your the color scheme and stuff. I saw in mm-hmm. the I think in the poster the the X wings are green. Yeah, there's um, some cool art. Even I think some A wings have some different um, colors to them. So yeah, so that yeah, pretty neat to see. Um, but yeah, our final thing we'll talk about this uh, for this week's episode um, is comics. Obviously, CJ, you're a connoisseur of the comic book. Um, I, I I love comics too, but with Star Wars comics, are there any? Are you reading the current line? At the minute. I am reading the current line. And how are you finding it? First, I I, I want to say that Charles Soule is probably the best uh, Star Wars writer, and I would love to see him like do like an episode of a TV show or write mm-hmm. a full-on movie, first and foremost. Second, I love what he has done so far. His Darth Vader series was really great, so I was happy to see him take over the main title. And we get to explore what happened in between Empire and Red Eye, and it's really fun. Because, yeah, uh, you get to see how Luke is handling it, spoiler alert, not well. (laughs) And uh, we also get to see Lando try and work off his his, uh, redemption, because, well, again, there's the whole kind of sold his friend out to the Empire, so it's good to see him as, in his uh, role as well. Um, also, uh, there's a new Dr. Aphra title out. Yes, I haven't read it yet. Is it any good? I've read the first issue, and it's surprisingly good. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's Aphra doing what she does best and uncovering treasures and managing to get everybody mad at her. And I also thought I would recommend it, given that it's uh, given that it's Pride Month, and she's I'm I'm, I'm gonna say bisexual. Oh. I think that might be the case. Yeah, she definitely yeah, she's, um, she's got a cool ass. Is she still with um, the Imperial? I believe that no. This takes place after her after her other solo series. So yeah. Ah, oh, okay, awesome. So I well, definitely recommend it. Yeah. Nice. Well, I know for the. I think I've read a few of the Vader and the Star Wars issues. I was really excited to see Charles Soule take over the main title, like you said. 
Um, not that I didn't like the first run of this main Star Wars title. I just feel like it went on for too long. Um, there's only so many stories you can tell with like Luke, Han, and Leia before Empire, where like they did all of this <laughs> in that time <laughs> period. Um, yeah, that was I something I, I sort of had an issue with. Just like it just felt too saturated. Mhm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the the Vader books, the especially the, like I said, I agree with you so much, TJ. About give Charles Saul anything. <laughs> His Vader is like. When people keep saying, I want to see a Vader film where he murders everybody and he's evil, I'm like, nobody cares about that. It's the, <laughs> it's the, le- it's like the least interesting Vader film that you could do. Like, his whole so- uh, Vader run is just incredible. Like, the whole... Everything he does is to get Padme back and the idea of, like, delving into his soul is so much more interesting than the Rogue One corridor scene on the loop for two hours. I totally agree. You kind of delve into, kind of delve into who Raider is and what he, and everything he's done. He's done for Padme, and I also love that Soul introduces the reason uh, Sith have red lightsabers, mm. which I think is just utterly fitting. They take and corrupt it with, with hate and anger and. Yeah, it's such a brilliant concept. The whole idea that the Sith, everything they do is like is kind of like it's it's not just simply taking something. They like they bastardize it. They dis, they corrupt. Mm-hmm. They destroy it. Like, it. Abuses the Force. Yeah, abuses it like the temple. They take the Jedi Temple, turn it into the Imperial Palace, which is <laughs> evil. Um, in terms of like the Senate itself, they they corrupt that. Um, it's such a like you said, it's just such a great idea. The idea that. You have to break the, the spiritual crystal. Um, the same way, like, with the Soka stuff, like, she has to fix that spiritually. Um, I find, yeah, very, very cool and very fascinating the idea that it's not just, I got a red one. <laughs> I got a very red crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, the, I think, the, the story <laughs> mark of a great storyteller. That's what always cracks me up about Galaxy's Edge when people build the lightsabers and they pick the red ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that shouldn't be possible. <laughs> you, have to, you, have to, you have to steal it from a, you have to steal a kid's lightsaber crystal yeah, you have and to break it. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the way of the dark side. <laughs> you have to steal it. Yeah. I like the idea of, of like Mickey Mouse being like, oh boy, do you want a red lightsaber? Don't steal that other girl's lightsaber. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, like other recommendations for comics in Star Wars? They've got any like sort of legends or like other just major runs in the Star Wars universe? Um, I would recommend Darth Maul's Son of Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a Maul focused mini series that kind of explains uh, kind of what it is. Uh, it feels like a lost episode of the Clone Wars. I mean that in the best way. Yeah, and it's also got... I feel like if you were going to sell that book in any way, it would be get to see Darth Maul do a zip line, which is <laughs> awesome. I mean, those that's the one based off of scripts, right? It is based off of scripts. Right, yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember it being really awesome. Just, like, it's a great... It's a great, like, core group of characters just messing around with Palpatine, Talzin... <laughs> 
Dooku, Grievous, and Maul. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, that's just a good time. <laughs> Dave, Dave Filoni recently just did an interview with um, Amy Ratcliffe that they were, they were going to potentially adapt that for season seven, but chose not to. Mm-hmm. They almost made yeah. it in. Yeah, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, another series I recommend is the Age of Republic, Rebellion, and Resistance. It's like all these different one-shots focused on characters from the prequel, original, and sequel trilogies written and illustrated by different writers and artists. And it's a really cool way to see more and of lives in these different characters over the years. So that's one I would Famous for bringing us sexy talking. Oh God, sexy talking. <laughs> I just want to be in that because I, I feel like we're, we're all writers here. We've all had our little notebook of story ideas. Someone sat down at a, at a coffee, like at a diner or like a a bar, got a pen out and wrote "sexy talking," and I just I I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, yeah. Just some crazy stuff. Um, I think that's all the news we've got this week. Have we got anything else you want to talk about, Nikki? I think, um, I think that probably covers the most of it. I think we'll, we got some, uh, as we sort of mentioned, there's going to be some streams happening, reveal streams, and, uh, for, you know, this coming week, I mean, tomorrow actually for, for Squadron, so. I think uh, we'll have some more to dig into on our next episode. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, thank you so much, CJ, for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I loved being the guest. It was awesome to have you on, and we'll there have you go. on again in the future as well. Oh, yes. Just reach out, and I'll hopefully be available. Perfect. Uh, do you want to plug all your stuff? Oh, yes. Okay, um, so... If you guys want to find me on the internet, I am on CJ Writes Things on Twitter, CJ Writes Stuff on Instagram. As Charlie mentioned, you can find my writing at But Why Though Podcasts and Comic Book Resources. And I also host my, uh, my Spider-Man themed podcast, Into Spidercast with my good friend Suara. You can find that on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, yeah, please leave us a review there at Apple Podcasts, and please give us a listen. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Yeah, definitely subscribe to that. Follow them on all the good podcasting platforms and give them a five star because, come on, why wouldn't you? Spider-Man. <laughs> um, Nikki. Oh, we, we, we do. We've got our own plug thing. I don't know yeah, why. you guys know where we are. <laughs> you, know, you know who we are. Um, yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you, always. Hey out there in listener land, thank you for listening. If you want to hear or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com, where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you.
dissolved the council permanently. The last remnants of the old republic have been swept away.